Hi, I'm Mark Tross. This is Greatest of All New Covenant Messages, Part 1. They're doomed, and their fate is eternal misery, perdition. Their God is their stomach, their appetites, their sensuality, and they glory in their shame, siding with earthly things and being of their party. But we are citizens of the state, commonwealth, homeland, which is in heaven. And from it also we earnestly and patiently await the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, as Savior, who will transform and fashion anew the body of our humiliation to conform to and be like the body of his glory and majesty by exerting that power which enables him even to subject everything to himself. Philippians chapter 3, verses 19 to 21. Paul the Apostle is exhorting us as his beloved and we are the beloved of the Lord, to stand firm in Jesus. Wherever you are or whatever you do, after you have done all, and I do mean everything, that you can stand in him, stand therefore. For what? For the glory of the Lord to be revealed in and through your life in Jesus' holy name. We are entreated and advised. God's precious word is wisdom and light to agree, work, be genuine yoke fellow, his yoke is easy and his burden light, cooperate and toil in harmony in the Lord. Yes, work. Not that we are saved by works, but faith without works is dead. I used to tell my staff and crew, there's a difference between an employee and someone who gets the job done. What's your job? To do exactly what Jesus did here on earth, show the world the Father. Time is short. Our life is but a breath. We have 70 to 80 years at the most, according to God's word. So we must make the most of each and every opportunity that comes our way. You and I are here as ambassadors for Jesus, to represent him and bring the essence of Christ unto life eternal. Are you spreading the good news, the gospel? Have you done your part? Each and every member of the body of Christ, the church, is and has a part to do, to play, in and for the kingdom of God and Jesus, to have the lost souls of this world's names written in the Lamb's book of life. Are you rejoicing in the Lord? Psalm 37, verse 4. The word of God clearly tells us, let all men know, perceive, and recognize. The Lord is near, nearer now than when we first believed. He is coming soon. Maranatha. As kings and priests, we are called to pray and petition the Lord upon his throne of grace and mercy. Practice what you preach, what you have learned, received, and seen in Jesus. He is our role model, the new and living way of peace, untroubled and undisturbed well-being. Be joyful in the Lord. Revive your interest in the welfare of others. Think of him and take every opportunity to show his love. There are many who walk, live as enemies of the cross of Christ, the anointed one. We are the example of Christ, called upon by him to observe and live after the pattern he has set before us. Hold true to what he has shown you, what you have already attained, and order your life in him according to his word, will, and way. Let the mind of Christ be in you. Think as he thinks. Know what he knows. Understand the Father's will as he does 
and go to all nations and peoples in Jesus' name. Seeing life from God's view, Luke chapter 12, verse 48b. For everyone to whom much is given, of him shall much be required. And of him to whom men entrust much, they will require and demand the more. Deuteronomy 25, verses 2 and 3. Numbers chapter 15, verses 29 and 30. Luke chapter 12, verse 48b. From John Stevens. It's getting closer. In light in all that is happening around the world and the escalating problems in the Middle East, we are seeing history and Bible prophecy unfold before our eyes. There is no more time to play. There is no more time to be apathetic about our faith. There is no more time to allow ourselves to be distracted by the enemy who uses division in the body, our own personal weaknesses, to keep us from serving God. My friend, the battle cry is clearly sounded. The trumpet of warning is clearly being blown for all to hear. The events that are unfolding in our nation, around the world, right before our very eyes, is God's way of saying, Now, my children, prepare yourselves in this world for the return of Christ. We can never lose sight of the big picture. Jesus Christ is coming soon, in the twinkling of an eye. Are we really ready for that? Is this world really ready for that? Just like our brave men and women of the armed services put their lives on the line daily in defense of our great nation, our commander-in-chief is asking each one in his army to do likewise. This is not a video game. The stakes are eternal life versus eternal damnation. Too many of God's children are AWOL at this critical moment. I pray today that you will hear his call to battle and understand that answering that call is not an option. It is something that each and every one of his children is required to do each day. We must answer the call. Fight the good fight of faith. These, my friend, are the last days. Now is the time. Seeing life from God's view. Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 to 29. For it is as a man who was about to take a long journey... And he called his servants together and entrusted them with his property. To one he gave five talents, probably about five million dollars, to another two, to another one, to each in proportion to his own personal ability. Then he departed and left the country. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he gained five talents more. And likewise, he who received the two talents, he also gained two talents more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. Now after a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came and brought him five more, saying, Master, you entrusted to me five talents. See, here I have gained five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, you upright, honorable, admirable, and faithful servant. You have been faithful and trustworthy over a little. I will put you in charge of much. Enter into the share, the joy, the delight, the blessedness which your master enjoys. And he also, who had the two talents, came forward saying, Master, you entrusted two talents to me. Here I have gained two talents more. 
His master said to him, Well done, you upright, honorable, admirable, and faithful servant. You have been faithful and trustworthy over a little. I will put you in charge of much. Enter into and share the joy, the delight, the blessedness, which your master enjoys. He who had received one talent also came forward, saying, Master, I knew you to be a harsh and hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you had not winnowed the grain. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master answered him, You wicked and lazy and idle servant, did you indeed know that I reap where I have not sowed and gathered grain where I have not winnowed? Then you should have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming I could have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent away from him and give it to the one who has the ten talents. For to everyone who has will more be given, and he will be furnished richly so that he will have abundance. Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 to 29. I need to ask you and need to ask yourself more so, where do you see yourself in today's portion of Scripture? Do you consider yourself upright, honorable, admirable, trustworthy, and a faithful servant of the Lord Jesus Christ? I am not asking you how others perceive you, but who are you? Not just at church, in the Christian circles you find yourself spinning around in with other believers, but at home, work, and play. Examine yourself. Look to the mirror. God's word, and let it reveal to you the frailties of humankind, mankind, the sin nature that lies within, sometimes too deep within, so that we bury it and never deal directly with the problems that sooner or later will surface and come forth. God has given us everything we need to live our life unto him. All good things come down from God out of heaven. Each and every one of us has been given at least one gift, talent, and or special ability in order for us to fulfill our calling and destiny in life in Jesus. God has entrusted you and me, how scary is that, with his property. Jesus has gone away to prepare a place for us, but he's coming again soon, Maranatha. And we will all have to give an account of how he invested the life he died for on the cross of Calvary in order for us to truly live. The Spirit of the Lord is calling and gathering his servants together. He asks nothing more of us than what he knows we can give unto him and our fellow man. Some of us, according to our own proportions, act immediately in situations, make decisions, investments with our time, money, or whatever, but many of us are procrastinators, putting things off until tomorrow, but then tomorrow never comes. It seems as if one way or another, there is a trade-off. Regardless of how you view or react to things in your daily life, you always reap what you sow in thought, word, and deed. Realize that in Jesus, we have nothing to lose in this present life we lead and everything to gain. So like Paul the great apostle, who called himself the chiefest of sinners, count everything lost and gain Christ. Do not dig yourself into a hole somewhere or hide the talent that God has given you. Let your light shine to all nations and peoples while you have the light of life in and with you. 
It may have been a long time since you have seen your master, but he always has his eye on you. He is closer than your next breath or heartbeat. Look at verse 20 of Matthew chapter 25 and read, See, here, I have gained five talents more. And also in verse 22, the servant says, Master, you entrusted two talents to me. Here, I have gained two talents more. In both cases, the master, the Lord, our Father who art in heaven, commended his servants by saying, Well done. Why? What have you done with all that God has given you? Have you gained anything here and now in this life that he died in order for us to have? I honestly believe this word is telling us that what we do here and now matters here and now. The other side of the coin is both servants knew that what they had been given and what they gained was not theirs to keep for themselves. So they gave it all back and more to their master. Do you really, truly, and honestly want to enter into the share, the joy, the delight, the blessedness, which your master enjoys? Do you? It will cost you. You'll have to invest and give over, above, and beyond the norm of this world. Jesus says, give, and it shall be given unto you. Our God is not some harsh and hard man, but he is just. Do not be afraid of him or anyone in the world and hide your talent. Let God receive what is his own, and that is you. You and I were bought with a price, the precious blood of Jesus. So give him his due, your life, your all. If you have anything now, and you do, you will be given more and you'll be furnished richly so that you will have abundance. My God is able to supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. And he will if you let him. Go, be good stewards and faithful servants of the Most High God according to his word, will, and way. In Jesus' name. Seeing life from God's view. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2. Moreover, it is essential required of stewards that a man should be found faithful, proving himself worthy of trust. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2. Every Christian on the face of planet Earth is called upon by God to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. We are looked upon by God, and should be by man, to be ministering servants of Christ and one another, and good stewards, trustees of the mysteries, that is the secret purposes of God that have been revealed to us in the Holy Spirit. Jesus says, If you love me, you'll obey my commandments. Each and every thought, word, action, and deed of ours is to come into subjection to Christ Jesus according to his holy word, acceptable will, and perfect way. You and I are the representation of Jesus, his ambassadors, and as Jesus is here with us today and always, even until the end of the ages, on earth. So are we in this world. He has commissioned us to go to all nations and peoples with the love of God and the good news, the gospel, not in our own might or power, but by his spirit. Does it matter to you that others put you on trial, investigate, question, cross-examine, and judge you? We should only be concerned with how God sees us, where we are in him, 
in what his view is on the matters that stand before us. The Lord is the judge of all. There is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Our conscience should be clear. We should be feeling holy and blameless in his sight, vindicated and acquitted before God. In ourselves there is no good thing, but Christ in us is the hope of glory. When examined and judged by God, we are free indeed. What does the word for today say to us? It is essential, required of stewards that we be found faithful. God is faithful and Jesus never fails. Our Heavenly Father has proved himself worthy of all trust. Let us worship him in spirit and truth. Give him all the glory, praise and honor due his holy and precious name. Let each and every one of us be a reflection of his loving kindness, goodness, tender mercies, grace and favor. Be a good and faithful servant, steward to all in Jesus' name. Seeing life from God's view, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. For who separates you from the others as a faction leader? Who makes you superior and sets you apart from another, giving you the preeminence? What have you that was not given to you? If then you received it from someone, why do you boast as if you had not received, but had gained it by your own efforts? 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. If the church, the body of Christ, Jesus, is truly one, then who are we as Christians, true believers, to boast, be puffed up and inflated with pride in favor of one minister and teacher against another? Let every one of us apply the Holy Scripture to ourselves daily, learn to think of each other according to God's point of view, and not by our own personal standards or opinions. What we need today is for every member of the body to come together in love, God is love, and none of us to go beyond that which is written in his precious word. Doubt, unbelief, a judgmental spirit, and the worries of this world will choke and quench the Holy Spirit's fire from falling upon us, bringing God's power in the rivers of living waters from flowing to the dry and weary places. Covering your light, Dissension and backbiting will not allow the light of the world to chase away this present darkness. The church in Corinth thought that they had arrived. They believed they were already filled, had enough. They were full and content, feeling no need of anything more from God. Surely as gifts and talents were flowing and functioning among them, they had become rich in pride, conceited and fallen from God's graces. Have you ascended your own throne and come into your own kingdom, or is Jesus Lord of all? His kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Are you really and truly in right standing, in a right relationship with God, your Heavenly Father? Does His complete and total peace, shalom, rule and reign in your heart and mind in Christ Jesus? Jesus gave us, as His disciples, His joy. Are you filled to overflowing, full of the Lord's joy? It is our strength. Nothing, absolutely nothing, can separate us from the love of God, but we can, and unfortunately do, all too often, separate ourselves from each other. Who is your leader? Christ is the head of the church, yet we still follow Paul, Saul, Apollos, 
Peter, Cephas, Mark, David, whoever or whatever wind of doctrine that blows our way and tickles our itching ears. No matter what you position or title within the church, if Christ Jesus is not the head, and if you are not the servant of all, then you are nothing. Apart from him or each other, we can do nothing and are nothing, but in Christ we are more than conquerors and have the victory in and over every circumstance of our life in Jesus' name. The unity of the Holy Spirit, his purpose and plans, should be our ultimate goal. When we apply his perfect will and way, according to his precious word, together as one in him, we cannot and will not fail or falter. No one is superior or inferior. No matter how super spiritual we may appear to one another when we are compared to ourselves within the body of Christ. Some may be stronger or weaker in the Lord than others, but this is one of the very reasons why we must work together, encourage and strengthen one another while it is today. Today is the day of salvation for all nations and peoples, so let us put aside our differences, humbly submit ourselves to Jesus, and let him lift us up to where he has called us to be. Whatever we have, he has given us. For all good things come down from God out of heaven. Let us give back to him and each other the love and respect that he requires of us as his chosen people and show the world that we are Christians by our love in Jesus' name. Amen. Next time we'll be talking about seeing life from God's view out of James chapter 1, verse 12.